Those here, you may be seated. So, the title is, It's Okay to Be Broken. Now, the reason why I really feel this is something that we need to talk about is because, in reference, also to reference to what Pastor spoke about last week when it comes to Job. When we deal with brokenness, we tend to hide it. We tend to keep it to ourselves. You know, we tend to make sure the world doesn't know that we're broken. And I realize it's because we have this image in our mind that being broken is the opposite of having faith. Being broken is the opposite of what we stand for. We always think, I stand on faith. I'm always strong. I'm always firm. And so we forget that brokenness is actually part of our journey. You see, when Job became broken, it had nothing to do with the lack of faith. But yet when everyone else saw his brokenness, the first thing they did was say, you must have done something wrong. And I say it because sometimes, and, I, and when I write these messages, I write them also to myself. Sometimes as leaders, as people who are looked up to, as ministers, as reverends, as pastors, we don't like to show our weakness that's going on in our lives because we fear that it's going to show that we are lacking in something. So we don't show the world the brokenness. We're scared to show about the brokenness that's happening in our household. We're scared to talk about the brokenness that's happening in our mental health. We're scared to talk about the brokenness that's happening in our marriages. Because we don't want the world to look at us as if we're doing something wrong. But brokenness is part of your journey. Actually, brokenness is your journey. It's funny because um, I, read a, I read a little passage talking about Jesus Christ and the cross. And the thing is, when we look at the cross, we see it as a symbol of resurrection. We see it as a symbol of life after death. We see it as a symbol of forgiveness, of hope. But we have to remember at the time when Jesus was walking the earth, the cross was a symbol of execution. Before he went on the cross, his cross was used many times over to execute prisoners, to execute uh, those who they thought was guilty. The symbol, the cross was a symbol of brokenness. But yet Jesus Christ still walked around telling people, Bring, put your cross on your back. Carry this cross on your journey. He was telling you that on this journey, you're going to deal with some brokenness. On this journey, you're going to deal with some, with some moments where you're going to feel dark and feel disqualified, disappointed, and moments where you're going to feel like you aren't, you are not enough. So brokenness is part of our journey because in order to get to the promise, that God has in store for us, we have to go through the building up. We have to go through the renovation. We have to go through the process. So I'm here to tell you today that it is okay to be broken. The critical part isn't the fact that you are broken. The critical part is who do you have by your side to pick up the pieces? Who are you leaving the pieces there for to pick up and put you back together? See, brokenness... Being broken in normal hands is just broken pieces. We struggle ourselves to put things back together where they were. And at best, 
We could put things together, but you still will see the cracks. You still will have broken, missing shards here and there. But broken pieces in God's hand, oh, that's a completely different story. See, a broken piece in God's hand is not, a broken, it's not just a broken vessel, but it's a broken vessel going through a transition, going through a transformation. So where do you place your pieces? Do you hide them at home because you are ashamed of the world to see? Or do you bring your broken pieces to the altar? Do you lay your broken pieces at his feet? Do you lay your broken pieces at the throne so that he can put you back together? In John chapter 6, verse 5 through 14, and it reads, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that to this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000 people. That's just the men, not including the women, not including the children. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them amongst the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. And after everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with the scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this, Miraculous sign, they exclaim, surely he is a prophet we have been expecting. When something is broken by the world, it's division. When something is broken by the world, it's subtraction. And so when we see brokenness in our lives, we see loss. When we see brokenness in our lives, we see pain. But yet, when something is broken in God's hand, it's actually multiplication. When something is broken in God's hand, you're actually prospering. When something is broken in God's hands, that means there's more in store for your story than what is here at the moment. See, because once Jesus got his hands on it and broke it, it became enough to fulfill its purpose. See, sometimes we have to realize that we are being broken because God wants to grow us to fulfill our purpose. We are being broken because we're so busy feeding five of what we could feed millions. We are being broken because the best that we could do after he is done with us is more than what we can do now. But yet we are so scared of being broken in our journey. We are so scared of being broken in our lives because we always look at it as failure. We always look at it as what am I doing wrong? We always look at it as why me, but yet we have to see that every person in the Bible, every person who has a story, every person who has a journey also has a moment of brokenness. There is no testimony 
without being broken. There is no story without being broken. There is no glory. There is no praise. There is no honor to Jesus Christ without being broken. But yet we always look at brokenness as a failure. When I was writing this message, I was thinking about a piggy bank. (laughs) And I was thinking, you know, it's funny because we get piggy banks. And a piggy bank is just like a little, it looks like a pig, but it could be anything. um, Usually, you know, made out of a breakable material. And you put money in it. And the good thing about the piggy bank is not there, it's usually not transparent. Because you're you're just supposed to put money in there. You're not supposed to know what's in there, unless if you really need it, then you have to go in there and get it. But the thing about the piggy bank is it can sit there on the counter, on the shelf, in your room for months, for weeks, for years, and you constantly putting things in randomly here and there. But the piggy bank looks nice on the outside. It might be shiny. You know, it's solid. It might be big. It might be small. It might be colorful. But the funny thing about a piggy bank, no matter how much you pay for that piggy bank, you will not know its true value until it is broken. You do not understand the value of the piggy bank that it holds until it is broken apart and you see what it is made of. See, sometimes you just have to be broken in your situation to understand what you're really made of. Sometimes you have to be broken in your process to understand the strength that you have. Sometimes you have to be broken in your journey to understand your value. See, Jesus sometimes, he has to break you open because he's pouring so much into you that the vessel that you are currently in is not enough to hold it. So he has to break it open so he could put you into something bigger. See, he's moving you from a piggy bank to a vault. He's moving you from a piggy bank to a, to a safe somewhere. See, God is working on you. Sometimes you know you keep putting dollars and coins and all these dollar bills into his piggy bank, and you don't realize that it's overflowing. God said, well, it's time for something new. It's time for a new vessel. It's time for you to have an expansion. It's time for some renovation. It's time for a fixer-up. So I'm going to have to break you and take what's inside of you. And put you into something bigger that's more fixed for the journey that I have in store for you. Because what I'm going to do in you is bigger than what you are thinking now. What I'm going to do in you is something that's so big that even your family members and friends cannot comprehend it. So don't worry about what they look at when they see your brokenness. It's okay. Because what comes after your brokenness is what I am here for. So he must break you open so he can put you into something bigger, something better. He must break the vessel so that when he put the pieces back together, he doesn't just put them back as they were before. He inserts himself in between each piece so that you could be bigger, so you could be stronger. So you could be better than what you were before. So you you could have more knowledge so that you can be better equipped for the storms that's going to come your way. Because he is more than just an adhesive. He's a fortifier. Right? He's a multiplier. He's He's a new foundation. Because let's be honest, if I broke a vase in my house, I'm throwing it away. 
Now, if it's something that I might really want, that my wife might really want, we may try to put it together, but it's not going to look the same. I can't pour anything into it anymore. It's going to leak. It's, going to, it's not going to have its purpose anymore. But when God puts things back together, not only is it the same, but it's better than what it was before. But it's also sealed so that he can pour what he has to and you will be able to maintain and hold it. You see, we all want growth, but very few of us wants the brokenness or the pain that comes with the growth. But we don't understand that we're so content with holding the cup for Jesus Christ, but yet he has a whole reservoir that he wants to give to us. But in order to give, in order to give us that reservoir, that cup has to overflow and be broken. We have to become something bigger and better so that he could pour into us. He builds you bigger. He builds you stronger. He builds you sturdier than before so that you could serve your purpose. But I know some of us don't like to admit that we have cracks. We don't like to admit that we have broken shards here and there because we're so well put together that everything is okay. Now, I'm not talking about anybody. Like I said, when I write these messages, I write them for myself. So I don't want to get under your skin. But sometimes we are so put together. We are so crackless. We are so seamless that we don't realize that we have little to no space for Jesus Christ to step in. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Christ is just, we don't realize we go into formalities. We don't realize that it's just uh, uh, something that we do in a regular, but yeah, I pray in the morning, I pray at night, I say grace, but that's really it. Because, you know, life is good. My marriage is good. My job is good. My finances is good. Yes, I talk to Jesus Christ on Sundays and Wednesdays during Bible study, but everything is good. But yet you don't realize that you're not really letting him in because everything you think is so perfect, everything you think is so seamless, that you have no space for him to step into your situation. We are so content with him pouring into this current vessel that we don't give him room to reconstruct the vessel. We don't give him room to grow the vessel. We don't give him room to build up the vessel. Because we are so scared of being broken. We are so scared of people looking at us like failures. We're so scared of what's going to happen of that pain. But we don't realize that being broken is growth. We are so scared also of being broken because we see everyone else being built up. We come to church with a heavy heart, yet we see everybody else praising and singing and dancing. We know we look at our finances going down, but we see somebody on Instagram buying a new house, buying a new car. You know, we're dealing with issues in our marriage. We see some we see other people getting engaged, having children, having family, finding the right one. And so we keep our brokenness to ourselves. We're thinking, oh, I must be doing something wrong. Going back to Job, Job was everything and all things when it comes to being a disciple of Christ. He was a perfect disciple. He was one who never cursed Christ and never looked down on Christ. But yet he still had to deal with this moment of brokenness. The thing about being broken is that we keep it to ourselves but we don't realize that by me sharing my brokenness with my brothers and my sisters and the person sitting next to me, it helps me develop a circle of people that can help put me back together that God has placed inside of our lives. 
See, we don't realize that the person sitting next to us in the pew, the person sitting next to us, even in our house, in our workplace, is broken because we're so busy keeping it to ourselves that we don't allow that person to have God work through them to have, to reach out a hand and say, I can help you until God fixes you up. I can be here to support you until he puts you back together. And so we look at everyone else being built up, but we don't realize that in order to get built up, they have to deal with the brokenness as well. See, we all want Job's blessing. He got double of everything, but we all don't want Job's brokenness where he lost everything. We all want Daniel's blessing where he became a king, but we don't, we don't want, I'm sorry, David's blessing where he became a king, but we don't want his brokenness where he had to fight Goliath and there was a war happening in this peaceful town. We all want Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego's blessing of being fireproof. But we don't want their brokenness of being thrown into the furnace. See, brokenness comes with your growth. It is part of your testimony. It is okay to be broken. And you have to realize that everyone, even the person next to us, is dealing with being broken at some point in their lives. But here's the thing. God only breaks you to build you up. And the thing is, he never lets you get so broken that you are destroyed. He never lets the peace get so broken and lost that you cannot be put back together. First Corinthians chapter 10, 13 reads. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted... He will show you a way out so that you can endure. See, sometimes we look at our brokenness as something that can't be fixed, but God is saying, I'm here to fix it. I am the potter who made you in the first place. I could put you back together better than you were before. You just have to put the broken pieces in my hands. Don't put it in the world's hands. Don't even put it in your own hands. I am breaking you for a reason so you could bring it back to me so I can upgrade you. Put the broken pieces in your hands. But sometimes we hold on so tight to what we are content with now that he has no choice but to be aggressive. Sometimes we're so content with our vessel now that he says, you know what? I love you, but I'm going to have to break some things in order for me to get inside of you. So yet you want to resist as much as you want that I'm going to shatter this vessel so I can build it up. You can resist all you want, but I will have to be aggressive if I have to. And I know you're saying, when was Jesus Christ aggressive? Don't forget when he went into the temple, he threw some, he flipped some tables over and he kicked everybody out because that temple needed to be healed. And even though the people wasn't listening to him, he had to become aggressive to do what he needs to do. Sometimes this vessel needs to be healed. And yet sometimes we don't want to listen to him. We want to do our own things. So you know what? He's going to step into your household. He's going to flip some tables over. He's going to make some little people feel uncomfortable. He's going to turn some things upside down in your life. So that he can make a change, a necessary change, whether you want to or not. He loves you. And because you are his children, he will do what it takes to heal you. One aspect of being broken is that we think just because we are broken, which is another reason why we hide it to ourselves. We think just because we are broken in a situation, it means that we are undeserving. I have too many cracks. I have too many missing pieces. God, you can't pour into me. 
We think because we're dealing with brokenness, we're dealing with darkness, that we have qualities that make us unqualified to get poured into. I'm going to tell you this right now. The blind man probably thought he was unqualified to see. The lame man probably thought he was unqualified to walk. But when Jesus Christ walked into that brokenness that they had, he showed them they were qualified to be poured into. What makes you think that Jesus can't bless you despite your mess? Do you actually think that he cannot fix you? Do you actually think that he cannot repair you? Do you actually think that he cannot heal you? That he cannot mend the cracks? That he cannot, broke, he, he cannot fix what was broken? Whether it was broken by his, his plans or your own faulty mistakes. What makes you think you are unqualified? Because I tell you this, even if you are unqualified, Jesus Christ came for the unqualified. He came for the undeserving. He came for those who don't deserve his glory, don't deserve his mercy, don't deserve his praise. But yet he still came down for us nonetheless. So it doesn't matter how many cracks you may have along your story. What does that mean? It doesn't matter how many times you backslid. It doesn't matter how many times you fell back into that addiction. It doesn't matter how many times you fell back into that sin. It doesn't matter how many times you went back on your ways, back on your promises. God can still pour into you. He is the hand that makes the pot that put us as we were, that builds us up. So don't doubt what he can and cannot pour into. Everyone will be broken. Tests, trials, tribulations, they don't discriminate. Hardships don't discriminate. Temptations don't discriminate. The devil does not discriminate. What I like about God is that he does. See, God said, well, these are my children, so I'm going I'm to give them favor. I discriminate. I will keep them under my anointing. I will keep them under my favor. I will show them of who I am. It doesn't matter what they're going through. Matthew 5.45 says, In that way, you will be acting as true children for your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both evil and the good. He sends rains on the just and the unjust alike. It doesn't matter how put together you are or how unput together and how broken you are. You will still have trials and tribulation. It doesn't matter how close you think you are to God or how far and distant you think you are to God. You will still have trials and tribulation. It doesn't matter how many times you pray, how many times you fast. You will still deal with brokenness. It's okay. God is here for the broken. Don't believe the hype. What I mean by that is sometimes, you know, especially in the internet, we look at some other churches or some people who preaching, they, they, they like to only preach about prosperity. They like to only preach about all the things that you're going to get in the mail, checks in the mail, and all these blessings. But yeah, they forget to tell you that brokenness is part of your journey. Moses had to travel in the wilderness and didn't even make it to the promised land, but that was part of his journey. Paul, before he became the person who wrote all these books in the Bible, had to become blind and and thrown in jail, and that was part of his journey. Joseph had to be thrown into the well before he became a ruler, and that was part of his journey. Jesus Christ had to be placed on the cross before he was resurrected, and that was part of his journey. 
Don't believe the hype that brokenness will not be part of your journey. I know we all fall guilty of that. I did myself when I first got saved. I thought everything was going to be okay. I thought this is it. I'm never going to be broke again. I'm never going to be jobless again. I'm never going to have relationship problems again. This is it. And then when you're broken, you're thinking, how is this possible? This isn't what they preached about. This isn't what I learned about. And so we get this, this thought in our head that being broken is opposite of faith. But it's okay because it is all part of your story. I realize that every single saint, every single person in the Bible had to deal with some type of brokenness. And I realize who do I think I am that I don't have to deal with it myself? If Jesus Christ had to deal with it, why do I think I'm special? We are all we're dealing with the moment of brokenness, of downtimes. It will be inevitable. We are all going through moments in our dark times where we think that this is it. But see, what I like about her past decision of doing this sermon series of brokenness is that it's not about if you will be broken. It's about when you are broken. So I want to tell you guys today that being broken is part of your journey. Being broken is part of what God has planned for you. So don't be ashamed of your brokenness. Bring your brokenness to the altar. Bring your brokenness out so that God can fix it, so that God can repair it. Because being broken is okay. Because God can fix any and all things. Just like the piggy bank, it's when you are broken that you realize your worth. It's when you are broken, it's when you realize the value that is inside you. And so I want to leave here today with this message. Being broken is just parts of your story. It's not the end. Being broken is just part of your journey. It is not the end of your journey. We get so let down about being broken that we think this is it. That we think, oh my God, I must be doing something wrong. But you have to realize that this is part of your growth. Because he that has started a great work in you will see it all the way to the end he that has started to build you up from the ground up will see you all the way through your completion because sometimes we, th- we hear the term if it ain't broke don't fix it and so we think we don't have to be fixed but the last I read there was only one person one being ever in the time that it was perfect both now forever in the past present and future and he's the only one that does not have to be fixed that means we are constantly being broken and fixed up we are constantly being worked on but he is here to let you know that you are not alone stop taking the broken shards yourself and try to place things back together you have a broken marriage stop trying to put it together by yourself let him come in between and mend things back together you have broken mental health let him come in between and mend things back together your finances, your relationships, the things that you're struggling with, your addictions, you have all these things that are broken. Stop trying to fix it yourself because you're ashamed of it and let him step in between and mend things back together. Because in your brokenness is praise. In your brokenness is your testimony. In your brokenness is your worship. In your brokenness is a newfound faith. In your brokenness is a new strength. In your brokenness is your new value. In your brokenness is Jesus Christ's light that shines on you. It is in your brokenness that you have the victory. Amen.